Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018 is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant and NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Center in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast, the last one of our epic run of nine podcasts in ten days all the way through NXT predictions, WrestleMania predictions, NXT review, WrestleMania review. Uh... Raw after Mania. Oh, Raw after Raw before Mania. Yep. SmackDown before Mania. I'm going back a bit here. Okay. I realised. Wow, this isn't nine podcasts. <laughs> it's because we started earlier. Raw after Mania, and now today SmackDown after Mania. My voice is shredded, oh. but my love of wrestling burns bright well it's funny so like uh, some very good friends of mine sent me a message today saying like hey is everyone all caught up on the uh you're right you just you don't sound i sound awful speak hello 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 it's coming through i sound really quiet have i knocked a a, a lead hello mm. nope nope i still sound the same um, is it? Is this further away than normal? Hello? Yep, that sounds much better now. Should we go again? Yeah, let's go again. I did knock that on the floor. Maybe it's... Uh, that's it was, yeah. <coughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble, the ninth in ten days. That's right, we began with the WrestleMania Raw Go Home, then we did one for SmackDown Go Home, NXT predictions, WrestleMania predictions, NXT review, WrestleMania review, Raw after Mania review, and now today, SmackDown after Mania review. My voice is shredded, 
but my love of professional wrestling burns bright. Well, I was going to say, some friends of mine sent me an email today saying, hey, is everyone all caught up on the WrestleMania results? Because they've got very busy lives and very different things. I was like, guys, I've been talking about WrestleMania non-stop now for 10 whole days. Like, I am... I, but I could talk about it for another 10. In fact, we're doing bo- more bonus episodes next week with yes. the Superstar Shake-Up and all that gubbins, and then we're going to return to our normal schedule. Are you? How are you going to feel about going back to just three episodes? Just only three episodes a week. It's going to be a bit weird, but then I'm going to remember how little actually happens on SmackDown <laughs> most weeks and be like... Yeah, well, this is probably the appropriate number of shows. Exactly. We can go back to just doing 50 an hour, hour-long hour shows covering both Raw and SmackDown. Because yes. you'd be like, ah, do you know what? Not a lot happened this week. Mm. So you've got some correspondence. Certainly have. So we're carrying on from Ollie's request for uh, movies that were just as crazy as WrestleMania 34. Oh, can I put out another request? Seeing that this got such a, uh, a good response. Mm-hmm. I want crap gimmicks back, man. Oh, I've, I've, got, I've got loads oh, of crap. you have? I've got tons of crap gimmicks, mate. Oh, but we, just, we haven't had a show to do it. We haven't, no. Because it's been so mania-heavy. But this coming weekend, you know, we've got two shows that we need to record tomorrow for to go up on Saturday and Monday. So maybe we can pipe a couple. Mm. And, I, and tell you what, I've got a big sack full of mailbag questions as well. Oh. That um, I put out a call today to the pledge hammers to to give some stuff. So we got loads. I've got like fifteen emails that come through, and there's like twenty five comments left on the the post on on Patreon. So there's a lot to to sift through. One person, Rob Pontin, Pontin Problems, left about twenty messages. I've just like Good various lad. different questions. Good lad. Good lad. Because that's you, you know you get quantity. Doesn't matter about the quality as long as you're consistent. Exactly. That's what we've found. Which is what you know. It's the it's Raw versus SmackDown, I suppose. Raw in its NXT call-ups, Raw went for quantity. SmackDown went for quality. Yes, yeah, that's a good good way of phrasing it. But back to the uh, the correspondence at hand. We uh, you asked for movies that were just as crazy as WrestleMania 34, and yesterday we thought we found the perfect film, mm. which was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, a film that is utterly bonkers. And you just every time you a scene enter, you're like, huh, what? But at the same time, you're like, no, but it's kind of awesome, though, because that smooth criminal section's really wicked. And then he turns into a Transformer at the end. So, like, how can you hate this film? That the kids get into. Nothing weird at all about kids getting into Michael Jackson. Did you ever play the Mega Drive game of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? No, no, I've heard of it, though. Uh, Well, it's, I was going to say, it's a good game. It's a very average game. Uh, Shout out to Star Wars The Last Jedi as well. That was a good Very, very good suggestion. But let's see if any of these suggestions come up. In fact, two people, James Huntley and Brody Hansen, suggested the same movie, which was Shoot 'em Up, the um, uh, the action movie that was basically just one long action sequence. Uh, I confuse, I keep confusing it with the Jared Butler one, which was called Gamer, but this was like it was quite a low budget action movie. I went to go see the cinema. I can't tell you a single thing about it, though, apart from the fact there's lots of gunfights in it. Um, but uh, James Huntley has called it ridiculously bizarre yet awesome. And Brody Hansen said it's one of my favourite films of all time. It's got humour that they play straight, crazy action. It's practically a live action Looney Tunes. It's so good, though, for different reasons than I love The Dark Knight. So, yes, I enjoyed WrestleMania 34, but for dis- different reasons than I enjoyed WrestleMania 31. Mm. That's okay. That's that's, that's that's a pretty good way. I'm, I want to see that film now. That will go on my list along with that Japanese <laughs> band pop culture that's thing. That's the one, yeah, Wild Ride. Uh, Bradley Hobday has suggested... And I, I like the way that he's phrased this email. Um, the film Mother starring Jennifer Lawrence, brackets, wow. from The Hunger Games. 
Yes. I'm glad, glad, good to uh, clarify there so you don't get confused with a different Jennifer Lawrence. I know so many Jennifer Lawrences. Yes. I mean, and I often forget about Oscar winning actress mm. or Golden Globe winning actress, whichever one she actually won, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who's never in films uh, these days. She, uh, I love that trailer, that shot in the trailer for Red Sparrow. Which one? You know the one. Oh, you, know, you know the one. The one that they used as the thumbnail as well. So yep, yep, yep. That trailer got a lot of views <laughs> for those two seconds of image. I remember seeing that in the cinema with my lady partner. Just I haven't seen the film. Yeah. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. But that that shot, and I was like, oh my God, Like I just want to talk about that thing. Luckily, my lady partner went, God, did you see that bikini? I was like, what bikini? <laughs> the bikini in that Jennifer Lawrence movie. Oh, was it? Was it? Oh, yeah, I think it was kind of strappy, wasn't it? I know exactly what it looks like. Um, he's actually said Bradley Hobday has expanded on this as opposed to just saying uh, Mother, which is a film I haven't seen. I, I did want to check it out, but never got around to it. Naren Aronofsky's um, latest film. Uh, but he called it a mental film that starts with all the potential in the world with a questionable finish. Hmm. That's quite a nice little uh, yeah, compar- yeah, yeah. Uh, comparable as well. Uh, another land named James has suggested, and I'm wondering your take on this. No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Amazing performances by all the actors. Engrossing story. Terrible ending. Well, that depends <laughs> on what you think is a terrible ending. If you mean a very interesting, cl- not cliffhanger, but just just the, just the way things end at the peak of... Or just a, 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 oh, it's a downbeat. It can end on a downbeat. I love uh, A Serious Man in that regard as well. I think that's really overlooked as a Coen Brothers film. But that just ends out of nowhere in a scene that kind of feels like it should have several scenes after. <laughs> but it just ends. I love it for it. Phil, um, I'm going to try this one here. Panabianco, I'm going to say. P-A-N-E-B-I-N-B-I-A-N-C-O. You sound like the start of Carmela's entrance music. <laughs> P-A-N-E-B-I-A-N-C-O. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, he has suggested Star Wars episodes one, two, and three. I remember the builds <laughs> to all those movies invoking a mixed bag of emotions. The original three were so good. How could they stack up versus how excited I was for more Star Wars? And then we got all the three movies. Some, few, really thrilling moments and some terrible characters and themes. Had no idea how to feel about all those movies and ultimately went against buying a box set of all six. I've got to, I'm putting, no, that is not being allowed in the final list because you can say many things about WrestleMania 34 and it's astonishing considering its length. That was not a boring show. (laughs) And the one thing that comes to mind when I think of the prequel trilogy is tedium. Particularly Attack of the Clones, which, I mean, I know I went out on a limb yesterday calling The Last Jedi hands down the best Star Wars movie ever made. Attack of the Clones, far and away, is the worst Star Wars movie ever. It is ungodly boring. Although I think Vince would appreciate it from a screenwriting standpoint. <laughs> Some of the dialogue, he's probably going, God, that's naturalistic. God, it's so, and the way I they're delivering heard. it. <laughs> so much inflection in the way they talk. Yeah. I don't like sand. How many more we got? We've got one more, okay. and I love this one. Cameron Ward has suggested... I would compare WrestleMania 34 to Cabin in the Woods. Mm. It starts off pretty normal, then halfway through goes off the deep end and continues to get crazier until at the end everyone wondering, what did I just watch? Yeah, but that's that's quite a fun exploration of genre and toying with it. But, Brett, uh, but- this, this just punched wrestling in the face. <laughs> WrestleMania 34 was just like, you know that scene of like, F, uh, that that meme picture 
effort it's friday i'm done and it's the woman just tipping yeah. over the table imagine that table is wrestling <laughs> that's what wrestlemania 34 did but it was awesome for it yeah whereas i think cabin in the woods is a lot more thought has gone into that well cabin, i mean i think cabin in the woods is an absolutely exceptional movie yeah, it's, it's so good. good and like i saw that film probably five six years after its initial release and wow. I, but i had no idea about the 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 intricacies of the movie and was actually just like completely stunned and taken aback by what happens in the film and i kind of like it as a suggestion there because you do wrestlemania 34 we're like man this is we're on a really great path it's an amazing wrestlemania then something happened you're like oh what the hell just happened as opposed to well i was like it went off a cliff and i didn't like it towards the end cabin in the woods it fell off a cliff and i loved it it didn't fall off a cliff it ascended up a cliff we see i still love that last (laughs) third of wrestlemania because it was just it just got more bonkers (laughs) Okay, let's get on with the show, though. You mentioned the superstar shake-up there. There is one element that I hope is not affected by the superstar shake-up, and that is the main event of SmackDown, which, out of nowhere, has become one of the greatest, like, character mixed in with in-ring talent three-way feuds ever. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Daniel Bryan. Speaking of segues. Yes. That was, that was excellent. Thank you, man. But yeah, you're absolutely right, because like it's... I I hadn't really considered that this Nakamura thing would also include uh, Daniel Bryan, no. because I was like, okay, well, the AJ Styles-Nakamura match at WrestleMania, that was clearly just, here's the first match in a series. And I was like, mm. okay, cool, so we'll do AJ and Nakamura again at Backlash. Then when you had the main event with Daniel Bryan in there as well, and Nakamura attacked Bryan, so the main event was AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, and at the end of that, a cracking little match. That yes. What I loved about that match in particular was they did, they gave you just enough to make you want to see more of it mm. while still being an excellent TV match. But at the end of it, Nakamura slid in and kicked Daniel Bryan. A, that gives Daniel Bryan the win and AJ a loss because Daniel Bryan wins via DQ. So it's a nice little little dig there into AJ Styles. But that also gives Daniel Bryan some motivation to be like, dude, you kicked me in the face for no reason. Now we can have this three-way feud over the WWE Championship. And that... That is excellent news. And not just in the face, but in the back of the head. One of the most dangerous parts to get struck in if you've just suffered a load of concussions. So I really liked that that threat level of where Shinsuke went for him. And then he continued his feud with Styles' balls. He did. He gave him a low blow, a knee to the face, and then another low blow. Stop it. He's already dead. That first low blow was so over the top and <laughs> ham fist. He just sort of like drove his arm up there and stayed there and gurn in his face and AJ was it was the most dramatic low blow I've seen in a long time that somehow didn't come off comedic it was just an awesome low blow I imagine the production meeting for that and the producers backstage was like told Nakamura's like I want you to low blow AJ with all the ferocity that Ronda Rousey points at Wrestlemania signs Mm. get like give us that and that's that's exactly what he gave us and uh, this this ties into the, the the thing we teased at the start of the video, which is, oh my god, I did not know I wanted Shinsuke Nakamura as a heel this much because I've I've only ever been familiar with Nakamura in like the last two years of his New Japan run. Not that cool, guys. <clears throat> I wasn't watching New Japan five years ago, and he was always like a, a just a badass face there, uh, heading the Chaos faction, going against the Bullet Club members and then he then he came over to nxt babyface all the way through his run there and on the main roster so far he's been a babyface all that time up until 
the WrestleMania match where he turned heel after defeating Styles. And after losing to Styles. After, yes, yeah, sorry, after losing to Styles. I don't care about that match. Well, it's funny. I didn't even think about this at the time, but someone pointed out in the comments. The whole build to the WrestleMania match was knee to face and forearm to face. And Styles won with the Styles Clash. Mm-hmm. Yes, good point. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't the best WrestleMania booking for moves <laughs> and how they've structured moves, Lesnar yeah. and Reigns being the, the main example. But I I realised on the way in this morning, because I was thinking about how excited I am for Nakamura's heel persona now, because I think he knocked it out of the park and re- has completely rejuvenated his character in the backstage interview he had with Renee Young and that main event running at the end. And I thought, you know what? Because I, I was trying to compare it very aptly, the Sami Zayn in my head. Of course, they had Sami Zayn had Nakamura's first match in NXT when Nakamura joined, but Sami Zayn turned heel last October mm-hmm. at Hell in a Cell, and I it was like, ah oh, man, I didn't want you to turn heel because you haven't had that proper run as a babyface, but you've actually done very well as a heel. And I thought, is is that similar to Nakamura in that ah oh, you you've You've had a kind of run as a babyface. I don't feel like you had the run you could have had as a babyface. That wasn't like hitting the top heights of your potential, Nakamura. But uh, but I'm I'm kind of happy because you can perform this heel role well as well. But then I thought, no, it's because I didn't want Zayn to turn heel because I'm so into him as a babyface. And to be honest, I, I still think that's where his money is. I was never into Nakamura as a face. I didn't really consider him as a heel. I'm just into Nakamura as Nakamura. So if you change up which side of the moral spectrum he falls on, it doesn't actually harm his appeal because he's he's still doing all the crazy moves and the charisma and the entrance. But just just making him a heel is is inspired and he is inspired in his performance. I love it. I I really, really like him at the moment. He's... He's surpassed Ronda Rousey as my favourite thing in WWE. Wow. Yes. I mean, that, that's big news. And what, what's also really interesting about this, I hadn't considered this until you just started talking about it then. And it's probably something we hadn't really thought about when doing all of our WrestleMania predictions and our post, what was going to happen post-WrestleMania talks. SmackDown didn't have a top heel. Mm. It was just, it was the land of baby faces Because, it, you know, uh, Orton's a babyface Bobby Roode's a babyface AJ's a babyface Nakamura's a babyface you've got Jinder as a heel but you don't want Jinder back up into Jinder essentially was effectively the top heel on Smackdown so Nakamura turning heel has now made him the number one heel on the brand and that's a great slot for him and now they can have a much more personal feud that's not just based around knee to face or just like at Wrestlemania I will beat you like the, there's, we'll use it as the thumbnail for this show but there's a picture of Nakamura smiling with his gum shield in, to, as posing at the end of the show. That just as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, I love it. Mm. Like that's this is a great Nakamura. And his promo he did with Renee Young. Renee Young had some of the worst dialogue that we've heard all year when she was asking him about his outside of Charlotte promo. <laughs> deplorable. You know, she was talking about this being the most deplorable action she's ever. It's along those lines. It was completely garbled. Uh, verbiage that no one would ever say in a real interview but the key to it was Nakamura was like feigning this apology saying like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I hit you and she's like well that seems a bit disingenuous what you know tell us what you really feel and he just went sorry I don't speak English and walked away wonderful that's so much better his promos are not his strength in in English I, I kept saying it throughout the entire build 
to WrestleMania, just have him cut promos in Japanese. Now he doesn't need to, because he just say, sorry, I don't speak English, and walk away. It's such a dick thing to do, because I know you do speak English. I don't know, man. I think heel Nakamura can cut these kinds of promos. Like, that, that performance there, in his delivery and his facial expressions was perfect mm-hmm. for the sort of character he's playing. And you can hear how he connected with the crowd as soon as he started to say, oh, I'm so sorry about AJ. Like, that is that is better acting in his second language than it was for a lot of the WWE roster with their first language. And the crowd immediately started laughing because they knew exactly what he was doing from the get-go, even though it's a fresh heel turn. And uh, then, then when he followed that up with the don't speak English, it's... It's really, really good. And I actually want... I'm I'm not long promos, because I don't think anyone should cut long promos outside The Rock and people, but he can certainly cut these types of English language promos mm-hmm. very effectively. And and I, I hope he does, because this was really promising. Yeah, no, it really was. I, I loved the interview, and then I loved the, the interference he did at the end. And as you said, like I love this idea of this three-way feud between Nakamura, Styles, and Daniel Bryan. And then... You've got the sh- you've got the shakeup coming next week. What if someone from Raw can come over and be inserted into that picture as well? I'm thinking Finn Balor coming <laughs> over, and you make that a four way feud. Like that's I mean wow. I, again that's another babyface coming across, but it's Finn Balor man. Like I'm, and he, he's not really got doing a lot on Raw at the moment because Rollins has got the IC belt and he's currently and like I think I Rollins and the Miz might be a better feud going there so i'd love balance to jump across to, to smackdown preferably with gallows and anderson so we can get like a bullet club thing over there that, and like him and aj that just seems to me like a much like a really great idea you this uh, this could be a very exciting time for smackdown and it all hinges on next week <clears throat> because we could be saying all this and nakamura's drafted back to nxt or daniel it, bryan's drafted to yeah, Raw. Yeah, yeah so it could mean nothing but for right now it's tremendously exciting and this could be a new era of the old smackdown six yeah i was thinking on the way here like who would i put in there obviously the three guys we've got at the moment and this will come at the expense of raw but that you can have like the big names your reigns is your brock lesnar your rollins well well I'm, oh you want to put rollins in there well, i'm just thinking like i so you've got brian styles uh nakamura randy orton i would put in there as well because mm-hmm. that's kind of like a big classic name uh yeah rollins and balor off the top of my head See, i was thinking rusev in there but, but yeah I, I, I mean rusev is I obviously love Rusev, but he—he he is. That's not a main of. He's not main event yet. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be a really good flag for that. Oh, you might do. Yeah, might actually get all the hateful comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really like that because I was thinking about this today. There's a there's a moment on this SmackDown Live where I literally went, "Oh God, no!" There's like that um, uh, gift they use from the uh, the US office where Michael Scott's going like, "God, please, God, no." And it was when G- uh, Randy Orton won the, the the triple threat to become Jinder Mahal's number one contender. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to see this feud again. But then I thought, man, if one of them gets drafted to Raw. And then I, you were talking about then Rollins coming across. I was like, ah, send Jinder over to Raw with the US title and send Rollins over to SmackDown with the IC title. Swap the belts across. We can have Rollins. on, And that, that to me is a much better scenario than Jinder and Randy feuding again over the IC title. Send, yeah, I initially thought send Randy over to Raw, but yeah, switch him over. Lovely, much, much prefer that. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages.
This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you will get access to our exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra podcast, where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Last month was Wrestle Kingdom 10, as voted for by you, and this month's poll is now open for just one more day. Currently in the lead is No Way Out 2004, where Eddie Guerrero finally won the WWE Championship, but not too far behind that is No Way Out 2001, featuring the three stages of Hell match between Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And by backing to us on Patreon, you'll help us reach our next goal, which is to live stream episodes of the Wrestle Ramble on YouTube. There are other perks available, including shoutouts, getting your questions fast-tracked to the Wrestle Ramble mailbag, and so much more. So visit patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Daniel Bryan was, of course, allowed to wrestle in the main event because he is now, as Todd Phillips said on commentary, a full-time active member of the roster, which does mean he is up for the superstar shakeup, which is a warning sign I genuinely hope he stays on SmackDown. He, he belongs on SmackDown. Mm. But, but I, I could see the reasoning for Moot. Like, it would be bigger for Daniel Bryan to go to Raw, I think, and he could be the top babyface reigns there. <laughs> uh, but but here is it just feels a lot more exciting if they keep those three together. I think that's my worry, is him going across to Raw, he's always going to be positioned below Reigns, and it's, then, then it's 2015 all over again. And so I'd much rather him stay on SmackDown where he can be amongst that upper echelon. But in the opening promo of the show, Shane McMahon came out and he said, he explained this, he said, Daniel Bryan, I have accepted his resignation as general manager. It's totally fine. No, there's no heel shenanigans involved. He just wants to be a wrestler. So we need a new SmackDown GM. Was it the rumoured Jeff Jarrett? 
Nope, nope. Was it the rumoured Hulk Hogan? Nope, nope. Who could it have been? It was Paige, Luke. Paige here. Paige here. We're so allowed I, to use that meme again, because right? Because it's nice. <laughs> it's the retirement's kind of t- to the side. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you've said that, because I've used it twice in the uh, the SmackDown great. Live review. So, Paige here. Paige here. Which is great, because that means it's my joke. I've stolen ah. your joke. <laughs> Snatched it from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other... There weren't any other rumours for SmackDown GM. Mike Johnson of PW Insider, who's usually pretty on the money, said after the Raw episode, yeah, Paige, Paige is going to be gone for a bit. But she'll work with the company. She'll still do Total Divas. Of course, there's the film coming out later this mm-hmm. year. But everything else points to that she's gone. So- well, actually, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, they didn't say that, oh, we've heard that they're going to be gone. But they did say, like, that promo said, hey, it sounds like she's gone. And I, I think that's what that promo was designed to do. It was designed to make people think, I think she's taking some time off. I think she's leaving the company. She literally said, I'm going to find work outside of this company. Yeah. And then 24 hours later, she's announced as the new GM of SmackDown Live. If that was the case, rather than a last minute change. Yeah. Well done, WWE. That absolutely. was a very well-structured well done. promo. It was absolutely. Uh, but yes, Paige then comes out and she just owns the role right from the get-go she is such a good talker and that's kind of been lost in recent months because she hasn't been allowed to talk properly but as i said in the review she's been an unnecessary third wheel to absolution and in fact absolution can't get over because Paige is just standing on the outside being a bigger star and she can't cut promo she's not cutting promos for them so the trio has just been useless and i'm not slamming Paige for saying it's her fault because it's the booking's fault for keeping them all together but Paige really was bringing that group down because she's so much bigger than the other two but as soon as she came out into this role I was like she's naturally just slotted herself in and that allows Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville to just do much bigger and better things because they're not being weighed down by a bigger star standing on the outside doing nothing Mm. This uh, is so much better. Unless one of them get, they both get drafted to SmackDown. I, she, I genuinely she think kind of helps them out every now and again. Them, one of them is going to either one. They're not going to be on the same show. Uh, so I really, really hope, and not because he's ill or anything like that. I don't wish ill physical health on someone, but surely Shane has got to be gone for a while to get treatment on his stomach or whatever he's got oh. going on, and that because there is no need for Shane and Paige as authority figures on this show. No, there isn't. Two pe- well, Paige cannot wrestle. No. So, we can't build this into an angle. Shane should just come back for whenever he's got like a big scheduled match Summer coming Slam. up. Yeah, SummerSlam, a Survivor Series. So, but really hope that Shane goes away now because I'm sick of his recaps Sweaty. of at the start of the show. What up, local town? Mm-hmm. And and Paige d- just does that a lot more organically. And there's no need to have the tension storyline between them. I completely agree, especially because, like with Shane. He came out to say like, he he came out this promo saying like this is the last, this is the full stop or the exclamation point on a great WrestleMania week. And it and he was like, and I just want to thank the fans for making WrestleMania so special. And I was like, it sounded so disingenuous. I was like, I don't buy a single word you've just said there because it's just garbled verbiage that they've given him. But um. There was a point that's going to make. Oh, yeah, he did say this is the very last thing in the WrestleMania week. I was like, mate, 205 lives after this. And so is NXT. This is not the last stop, you lying beggar. Anyway, I thought he, he just comes across very disingenuous when he says things like that. But Paige sounds very natural when she says things like that. So I'd much rather Shane step away from a little bit. You can't miss someone if you don't go away. And, and Paige has got such a wicked, flirty style. Yeah. The way she said, I want I'm, this first night to be great. I'm uh, back. Uh, who should it... Paige here. <laughs> uh, I want this night to be great. 
And uh, to, to, to make it good, I'm going to have Daniel Bryan in his first TV match in years. Uh, oh, I wonder who it should be against. And then the crowd start chanting, Rusev Day. Rusev, and she goes, against. And then they chant something else, against. And it was a really nice yeah. way to... And she was working them perfectly. She looks like a total baby face, but she's got that heel in her. Like when, if she wanted to turn mm-hmm. later on down the line. Uh, and eventually she books AJ Styles. The crowd go nuts. I'm very excited for a main event of SmackDown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, this was just a great start, a great decision for Paige, and she is she, she's going to be awesome in the role. I can't wait to see her perform. And I, I do hope that Shane goes away. Yes. I uh, think she'll be better at this role than Kurt Angle has been. Usos came out next for their match with the New Day. This was for the number one contender shot at the greatest Royal Rumble, which is a... It's like when they when when Japanese pay per view names get badly translated into English. Yeah, like Best of the Super Juniors doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't sound right. It sounds cool, but this is this is a similar kind of bad translation. Greatest Royal Rumble. My favorite thing about Greatest Royal Rumble so far, because I've had I've been inundated with messages about this, and the comments on all our YouTube videos say the same thing. And friends of mine have asked me, "What is the Greatest Royal Rumble? What is it actually for?" And when I just keep saying. It's a house show. Like, that's not really a... Everyone, when they hear Royal Rumble, they're like, oh, cool, so the winner gets something. The winner gets a title shot. The winner, Because that's what the Royal Rumble is. You win the Royal Rumble, you headline WrestleMania. The two are intrinsically linked. But people are just like, well, what is on the line? Why am I watching this other than the fact that WWE are making a lot of money off of it? What is the greatest Royal Rumble for? But I, my argument would be, it can't be for another title shot because then that devalues... The other rumble, surely. I mean, you could do it as like you win prize money, which is oh, I hate it's, prize money. Oh, it's in, useless. In it's, it's, it's it's as crap as winning a trophy, but at least it feels like there is something on the line to win. Well, well, I'm sure they'll have uh, they'll build the winner as the first ever greatest royal rumble winner. Yeah, they outlast at least, at least four weeks. They outlasted forty nine other men. That's a lot of people. I wonder how quick it's going to be. Just like thirty second ring entrances. Yeah. So you'll be counting down from ten every twenty seconds. Uh, the yeah, this was for the the tag title shot against the new champs, the Bludgeon Brothers. The Usos came out looking pissed. Oh, didn't they just? I, Not, I liked they, that. They no was, clapping and smiling for them. They were selling the fact that they lost the tag team title. Selling the fact that they were just they're pissed off, man. And I I love that. New Day came out with all of their usual bravado and stuff. Back to the old New Day entrance. It wasn't with stuff on screen. It was just a regular. Oh, it was. It was really good. A much better presentation of the New Day. Which I'm hoping they stick with that. I think, like, sometimes they're, okay, we've committed to this, so we're just going to do it until WrestleMania. And then there's the re, re sort of refresh yeah. and hopefully no more words on screens. Because there, there wasn't any words on promos. No. Nope. So that's good. Maybe. Uh, I enjoyed this match. God, for this what it was, was a heck of a match, man, because it was, as I read in the review, it's amazing what happens when you give really good wrestlers some time. And I it, I really, really enjoyed this. It was some really good near falls. Loved the spot when they did the, uh, the Uranagi into uh, a backstabber. Wonderful stuff. You did uh, Xavier lift, like deadlifting Big E again into a splash. <laughs> there was a moment when I'm wondering if I've got my I've got my uh, my wrong notes up here. One second. Well, I'll fill in while you're doing that. My Thank favorite you. spot was when Xavier Woods just started doing some closed fist strikes on Jey Uso to his kidneys, and then like Jey Uso hit a few strikes back. It it looked like the angriest 
that these two teams have been in each other for a while. The bit that made me laugh was right at the start of this, the, uh, the Big E throws a belly-to-back, uh, belly-to-belly suplex on Jay, like a big overhead thing, and uh, Rudy Charles had to jump out of the way. And Kofi on the outside, you can hear him screaming like, you better get out of the way, Charles! You better get out of the way! I love that. And also, an interesting thing for you in particular... They announced that this was a match because the Usos have foregone their automatic rematch clause. And later on, Randy had to fight in a triple threat match to earn his rematch. It almost felt like they would it was a subtle way of getting rid of the (gasps) automatic rematch clause. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems weird that both titles that switched, they didn't do the automatic rematches. I mean, that's great. If it is the the winners were the champ, the former champs anyway. But at least so, they had a match in order to, to get yes, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was this was a very good match. It, it went about six, seven minutes on TV, yeah. but there was an ad break in the middle. And there's another great... I mean, there's so many awesome spots in this. But there's a spot where um, Xavier goes to do like his rolling, jumping clothesline thing, and he did the roll and jumped, and they caught him in a Samoan drop. There was just some really, really cool, amazing stuff here. This is what I wanted from the WrestleMania match, but with that Bludgeon Brothers dominating presence in there. We didn't get that at all of it. I can't tell you a single spot that happened at the WrestleMania match because mm. it just, it just happened. Like they made entrances, then the match ended. I was, uh, yeah. Why, why not give the new that tag match uh, ten minutes and Nia Jax versus Alexa five? Yeah. Why not just switch those around? Absolutely. So the Bludgeon Brothers came out to just point their hammers at the Usos at the end, and yeah, yes, I'm, they're looking forward to it. So they're having their match at the Greatest Royal Rumble, whereas the uh, US one is going to happen at Backlash. Or the, up, or the the US title will be defended at um, Greatest Royal Rumble. Next up, we got Naomi. It was like a, a backstage skit from earlier in the day. Naomi posing with the Uterus Trophy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Natalia comes out and goes, ooh, I wanted to win that uterus trophy. And Naomi went, ooh, you're a rubbish, and, yeah. I, and we should have a match later. Ooh, okay. And, ooh. And, and, she, and Natalia walked off going like, ooh, that's not what I wanted at all. I and just she, wanted you to, I don't know what I wanted. I wanted you to give me the trophy, and, I guess. And Naomi did a smile. Ooh. ooh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they they had a match after that, which was fine, but it was yeah. very pedestrian. One of them won. Naomi yeah. won, in fact. Um, you did a split-legged moonsault and won. I wonder if Natalia is going to Raw. Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah. I for- yeah, I forgot that we're meant to be looking out for who's losing here. <laughs> yeah, I guess the New Day lost, but I, I don't. I hope they don't break up that three-way feud. Um, I just, <laughs> it's it's um, they have given really no hints for us to want this. You know, like they they haven't really set up this three-way feud between them but we've whipped ourselves into such a frenzy that we don't want it not to happen yeah. it's like me with the ladder match I'm still <laughs> I still want that Usos New Day ladder match and I'm angry at WWE for not giving it to me even though they've never really foreshadowed a ladder stipulation could be TLC man that'd be amazing uh, then we had the Shinsuke Nakamura backstage interview which was fantastic it was I mean as much as I love the the main event running at the end, I think this is my favourite thing on the show. Interesting. Then we had Charlotte come out to cut a rubbish promo. Was a pretty. It was a very rubbish Charlotte uh, promo. I, I feel really sorry for her because I was one of the people who would defend her promo ability back when she was a heel on Raw. I was like, I like the way she sometimes interacts with the crowd and and works them a little bit off that and. It's it's a it feels a lot more natural for her to say she's the best, better than all of you scumbags and all the other people. They can't lace my boots, uh, than going thank you everyone, 
thank you. Uh, it's so hard to get here. When she said, we made that match magical. I'm like, no, you didn't. It was a really good match, but magical is not the right word. And it's like, it was. Uh, what is the right word? Fine. I don't, I don't, no, it was, it was more than that match was more than fine. It, but that, <laughs> like, it was more than fine. It was a very good match, but it was not. A classic. No, it was an all-time classic, but like they have to try and push it as an all-time classic. Yeah. I think my bigger thing... It was like actually, a good TV main event. My bigger thing here, and I think what's actually kind of really pissed me off about WWE this week, and this is... I, I think this is something that no one's really brought bringing up. They... Asuka's streak was for now. Because nothing has come of Asuka losing her streak. She wasn't on Raw... They barely mentioned it. They didn't even mention it on SmackDown, really. They just said, like, oh, she beat her streak. But, like, what did that mean? Like, Charlotte just came out and was like, the match was so magical. No, no, mate, you broke the streak. You broke, like, a, over 200, like, whatever it was. Years. A two-year streak. 200, 200 years. 200-year streak. But you just like, and it was so magical, and the crowd really enjoyed it. Bollocks, mate, you broke the streak. Like, this should be... When Brock Lesnar bre- uh, broke the Undertaker's streak, it was all about eat, sleep, conquer the streak, and they cut this big promo. I'm the one in twenty one and one. Or Paul Heyman was cutting this promo at the very least. Like it felt like it. it they used it as a character development, mm. which means, and it just it really annoys me that Asker's streak has just amounted to nout. Yeah, I I really agree. I I really am not engaged at all. With Charlotte's character no, as a babyface, just face. boring because she's ne- she's nothing. I'm sure there's a good character babyface character in there, but it's not this one. No, uh, and it's a shame because she's fantastic in the ring. I like her promos. I know some people don't, uh, but whatever. So she cuts that promo, and then who is she going to challenge next? She asked. No, no. Well, she said, "Who am I going to make magic with next?" Oh, did she really? <laughs> yeah, that's what she, that's the whole point of her promo. The match was so magical. Who am I going to make magic with next? Imagine if Goldberg used to say that. <laughs> Who's gonna get some magic next? It's like my old shut up line. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, who wants to get mad? You, you? No, Kate, no, not you. Um, <laughs> do, do you want to get mad? Okay, hey, over. Okay, stop running. You can't magic. <laughs> so it was the iconic. They're not no, called the Iconics. They're called the duo. Iconics. The Iconic duo. I think it's because that's something they can easily like brand and trademark because they've done it with a double I. So they're the Iconics now. How would it be a double I? Because they've got the two silhouettes. Uh, like uh, that, That's the two I's in the Iconics name. So right, like, I see, I, I see. I, I, you could still Iconics. do that with the I. The word Iconic has two I's in, you could regardless be. of plurality. Pl- plurality. Yeah, but that's how they did it in NXT, man. And pff, that's NXT. It, that's for doofy people. Just this like, is main roster now. This is this is the big stage, Ollie. This is where the bright lights really shine. Jog on, Paul Ellerin. <laughs> Jog on the word duo. But the pro, like the, the one of the more short-sighted things of this. I I like memes. I follow a lot of meme forums. They make me laugh a lot. Oh, you couldn't tell with your page here, love. Exact page here. <laughs> and uh, one there is there is a there, there is a, a meme format going around for the last month and a half of name a more iconic duo. Yes. And and the punchline is it's not a very iconic duo. It's just like two people who. It's it was laughable. it was like Selena Gomez and someone. Yeah. Like, I think that was the original thing. It was like, name a more iconic duo, I'll wait. And yes. then everyone just names people like, you know, Statler and Waldorf or the, you know, they'll name actual, actually more iconic duos. Background characters from yeah. Star Wars and New Hope. I did see um, someone on Reddit, don't know, I can't remember who it was, but um, when it later on said like, main, main, name a more un-iconic duo than Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Mm. Lovely stuff. But there was like, one of the ones that I found funniest was name a more iconic duo, I'll wait. And 
it was just a picture of Peyton Royce and Billy <laughs> Kay. Yeah. And it's like, then why do you drop duo? I just, because I mean, it is it is nitpicking. Yeah. But I think the iconic duo is a much better name than the Iconics. It's all right. I keep calling them the Iconic duo. Like that, I'm just going to keep referring to them as that. In all fairness, but um, you won't. And eventually, you won't. It'll, eventually it'll, be, it'll be beaten out. Of eventually, me eventually, it's just Neville. <laughs> We've all forgotten that Apollo Crews didn't have a hasn't got a surname anymore. We've Apollo all forgotten Cruz, that. <laughs> Apollo Crews hasn't gone yet, has it? <laughs> no. It's still Apollo Crews, no Big, matter how much they call him Apollo. Anyone remember uh, Biggie's last name? Langston. I know exactly, right? Like that's we just know him as Big E now. But um, on the Paul Ellering thing, a lot of people said in the comments yesterday, "Oh, it's because he didn't want to work a full time schedule." Apparently, that's the speculation. Report. Well, it appears to be the speculation, but a lot of people... I mean, I've got messages from people saying that as a fact. Of people well, they, saying, they said like it that, on Wrestling Observer as oh, like, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to... Like, at his age, Meltzer said. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people reported it as fact. But it was just a, a speculation, yeah. And, um, <coughs> but apparently Rachel Ellering said on Twitter, that's his daughter, that's not the case. So, interesting. About, I wonder if that is more a case of mm. they just like... As I said yesterday, he got backstage at Vince like, what's Paul Ellering doing here? Well, he's not going out. He's so old, and he's a manager. Yes. So uh, the, back to the iconic duo, yeah. or the Iconics. They uh, they were super over with the crowd. Well, the crowd were waiting for them to debut, more oh, or less. Think? Really. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think. Did, th- did you think it was going to be the iconic duo when Charlotte was going? Yes. Who's next? Yeah, pretty much. Like I think who, that who's th- magical? Who, who can I make magic with mm. next? I think these two have essentially just been sitting on the sidelines, waiting for their call up. Waiting, like, and WWE have just been like, we're waiting for the right time to do it. They haven't been on NXT TV for so long, so everyone's just been like, ah, cool. Well, they're definitely getting the call up next. And this crowd, they didn't happen. It didn't happen on Raw. Everyone who's been predicting stuff to happen on SmackDown Live all said the iconic duo are going to get called up, and I, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. I I, I was stupidly caught unaware. <laughs> but I was. I was like, as I said in the review, it's about damn time because like they're so good as a duo and they're so good as an act. I love their their mean girl act. I think it's really fun. I think it's really funny. I think they, they can do some really wonderful stuff in backstage segments because they sound very natural when they're being like yeah. when they're being dicks. They just sound really natural when they do it. They just like, it really fits their personas. And it was great when they were starting to do it here on Charlotte, making fun of the way Charlotte cuts promos, thanking absolutely everyone. Inclu- I think like I can't remember who she like they just listed off all these people. They thanked air. Yeah, exactly. Like that oh was yeah. Funny. I've really got to thank the air that I breathe. Like it's like stupid stuff like that. The, the great thing about that line is that it's it's not funny. No, that, but it, that's why it works. Yeah, yeah, because, because they're they're like stupid bitchy heels. It's designed not to yeah. be funny, but they think it's hilarious. Yes. And uh, if there's one thing I love in this world, it's heels who laugh at their own jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That aren't funny. They they were great. And to be honest, it is only fair given the amount I say I'm hard for Rollins and I appreciate Triple H's body. Peyton Royce is my new favourite lady oh. <laughs> on the main roster in terms of attractiveness. Is it because she's cut all her hair now? I don't know. She's just stunning, isn't she? Uh, anyway, uh, they then, after this promo, attack Charlotte in quite a convincing beatdown. And one that Charlotte didn't... Be- I was so worried. I was like, Charlotte, stay down. Stay <laughs> the magic down. Because, you know, she, she sort of fought off all the riot squad and then you're like... Well, I don't really care about those singles matches no, because I... you beat all three of them. I, I, I thought the exact same thing. And I, actually, I thought that, that uh, Royce and, and Kay looked really dangerous and looked really brutal yes. in the beatdown that they gave. And then I suddenly thought, I was like, oh. but so did the Riot Squad when they debuted. So, you know, it's again, it's not what we do this week and next week. It's what we do the week after that. But I, I thought this was a really good first step. 
I was slightly distracted because I saw Brian Quinn and Sal from Impractical Jokers in the uh, behind the commentators, and I was like, oh, it's Brian Quinn. Um, Could all be a joke. They, Peyton Royce has got like an earpiece. <laughs> go on, go on. Say, say the air. Say, <laughs> thank air. So uh, <laughs> that's their their laughter, their incessant you, laughter. You hate that show? No, don't I you? don't hate it at all. I think it's very funny, actually. Oh, okay. I'm just not into it as you are. I love bloody love that show. But uh, just, the, the beatdown was really, really good. And what I loved about this beatdown is that I then didn't see the cash in coming. I was so in th- like taken aback by the iconic duo debuting and the promo they cut and the beatdown. And like, I don't know why. If it had been anyone else doing the beatdown, I'd have been like, oh, cool. Here's where the cash in's coming. Yeah. From. Like, but even the crowds were just so into the uh, the iconics doing the beatdown that they weren't thinking about a cash in either. Because usually you can see tens of people looking up the ramp waiting for it to happen. No one did. Everyone was focused on what happened. And there was this brilliant moment when they were like lifting up her lifeless body into the ring. It was a wonderful sell job by Charlotte. And we were just like, oh, really? Because we've beaten her down so much, she literally can't stand up anymore and help herself get in. And then they just posed over, did their little pose. And then the moonwalking, trash-talking Carmella. Mella is money, made her entrance. And I instantly thought, oh, these lady partners going to love this. Yes, so, well, I instantly thought, oh, has Carmella got a match now? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> because I am an idiot a lot of the time when I watch wrestling. <laughs> you know, I could, I could read reports all day. Carmella's going to cash in. Carmella's going to cash in. When Carmella's music hits, oh, she got a promo segment now. <laughs> I, I, don't know what, I get wrapped up in it. It's, it's for the best. It is. Because I'm genuinely surprised all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, so I, I was watching it around quarter to seven in the morning. Uh, my lady partner doesn't usually stir until three in the afternoon. <laughs> eight, eight o'clock really. So she had like an hour and a half left in bed. And she likes her sleep. She also likes Carmella. So she likes I, Carmella's music. Yeah, as soon as she likes the moonwalking as well. Yeah. And she knows someone called Carmella. She always likes people that she already knows someone with the same name. Yeah. The reason she picked Kevin Owens in a, in the WrestleMania predictions was because that's kind of like your last It's a little bit it's exactly like it's your exactly last name. Exactly like my last name, because there's always that S on the end there. That and exist. so so I, I took my laptop into the, the bedroom. She was asleep, the lights were off. Turn on. <laughs> Morning. Are you awake? Hey. Do you want to see some wrestling? <laughs> I think you'd like it. Oh, no, I don't know. Come move aside. Move aside. Are you, are you, you're watching it. Sit up. Sit up. Come on. Come on. Come on. F A V. You didn't get the the spelling, did it? Didn't start with that. Uh, but yes, she she watched it and she was like. Yeah, go away now. Uh, but yes, Carmella runs down and she catches. Oh my oh, this god, this, Mike Kyoda! This referee—he's been in this game for at least like fifty odd years at this point. Now he's just been with WWE forever, and she was hanging the briefcase. He looked at this briefcase like he'd never seen anything like it before. He was like, "What? What are you doing? What are you saying? Oh you want a match? So frustrating right now <laughs> for the title." I mean, all right, if you say so, if that's what this thing means. Then he walks over to uh, Greg Hamilton, and he's just like, something about it. Like, I think, I think Have you heard of this thing? I've never heard of this, mate, but here you go. Make the announcement. I'm, I guess I'm a ref now. It was so infuriated because Carmen is screaming at him. And all the while, I'm, I mean, now, this is clearly done on purpose. I just hit the microphone. This is clearly done on purpose because all the while I was like, Charlotte's going to recover. Yes. Charlotte's going to recover and she's going to get back up and this is all going to bollocks up. And But yeah, it, uh, it didn't. So that's it. It was like as, as stupid as it looked. 
it was effective because I, 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 you know, Charlotte was getting to her feet and, it you know, the, the iconic duo had already done their pose and it was quite actually a while after the last beatdown part. So it was good in that respect. But good grief, he looked like an absolute idiot. And Corey was did such a great job oh. just screaming, what does the referee not understand? Corey was on fire in this segment. He was because Corey He's had a good week. Corey has just gone heel. Like he is now just a one hundred percent heel. Like he is so heel, he doesn't even like Rusev Day anymore. Like even like he's just like the modern day Maharaja. That's where it's at. He's so he's one hundred percent a heel character now. But he was. Abs- I think that's for the best. I think it's for the best yeah. as well because now he can really fit into that Jerry Lawler like nineteen ninety nine <laughs> two thousand Jerry Lawler role. Just get your hands up, boss. <laughs> I didn't keep thinking about that. Stop call. showing that replay. That's my <laughs> boss. And he was just great during this. So Carmella, <laughs> like they Charlotte sort of gets to her feet. The referee's like, "Are you okay?" It's like clearly she's not. Boom, kick to the face. And Carmella had this beautiful smile on her face as the referee counted three. She was like crying. She was so happy. She was late and. The credit to SmackDown and credit to the production team and the way they laid the show out. They spent a long time celebrating this championship when Carmella got to like do lots of laps around the ring, yes. got to go up the ramp, come back down the ramp. I've never heard so much of her entrance music before because like, I think they played it twice. And I like it when you make a title change feel like it's something important. And this felt like it was something important. I've seen a few people say like, oh, I don't want to see a chicken S word heel with the belt because that kind of buries the whole thing. But I I thought this was a really well done segment. I thought it was really effective. I totally bought into everything that was happening. I absolutely loved it. And Byron Saxton, babyface Byron Saxton, kept saying, "Oh, we've got to give Charlotte credit." We, you know, and then Corey just goes, go, "Shut up, Byron! This is Carmella's moment. Stop saying these things." And he threw his pencil at Byron <laughs> as well, and did then he corpses. See, did you see? Someone sent me a gif of this. I didn't know because again, I was distracted by Q and Salad from Practical Jokers behind them because they would, they would, they were doing big faces like, and they were going like, "Oh, did you see that? One, two, three. She won." It was, it made me laugh. But when he threw the pencil at him, the pencil bounced off Byron and, and like bounced away, and then Corey Graves just produces another pencil out of his sleeve. Like he d- he does like a pencil trick. So he literally he throws one at him, and then just out of nowhere, he goes like that, and a pencil appears in his hands. Oh, Corey's Corey's what? really good this. He's so good this week. He's so hot right now. He's so hot right now. His hair's so hot right now. His hair is awful, but it, it keeps getting bigger. But he's very, very good. Uh, next up, maybe was... his hair was meant to be bad because he's a heel now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. M- makes you dislike him because he looks <laughs> like a giant ice gem. Next up, speaking of like giving new champions their their due time, uh, Jinder Mahal had a nice little seat and like a what do you call it? Like a throne. Like yeah, like a. Cross between a sofa and a throne. Yeah, a throne, a a throne for. Yeah, and it had a little uh, Indian rug underneath it, and Sunil was standing next to him. It was a really nice way. I I know Rusev Day. Why you you know what? I wouldn't have booked Rusev to win. Mm -hmm. I would have booked Rusev not to get pinned. Which and then I would have booked Rusev to be the number one contender. I think Jinder as the US champion is is great yes I, I completely agree and uh, my issue with this is not that Jinder is champ because I think Jinder is going to be very good in this role particularly if you've got Corey Graves talking about how great the modern day Maharaj like there was a moment when someone got thrown over the table I think it was um, Rusev likely Rusev bowed over and Corey Graves like everyone stood up out of the way and he was like well, I want to step on the carpet it's not mine and it was, it's like a really like nice touches like that and 
yeah, my issue is not with Jinder as champion. It's just with Randy Orton winning. We're we're at the year anniversary of Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship, and it just all of these memories of the summer of Jinder just came flooding back. That awful Jinder experiment that just got over like a fart in a church, and I don't want to see it again. I don't I don't want to see this match again, and it's happening in front of my eyes, and I I'm. I, 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 uh, anyone else would have been preferred. Yeah. Well, the, you know, they they actually had some. Their, their last match together was pretty decent. I thought. I remember enjoying it. It was the one in Canada. But you got to remember, it's not just the matches. It's the weeks of build you've got to do for the matches sure. as well. But I, I I was always against that just because I didn't buy Jinder as the top guy. But I so buy him as the top mid carder. Yes. And I yeah. I I'm I'm optimistic. I think this won't be terrible. I, <laughs> and that's what you want, isn't it? I love. I mean, you have got some ball, big balls of optimism, but um, I, 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 I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping you're right, and I am wrong because I would like to enjoy this, this portion of SmackDown because I like Jinder in this role. Uh, maybe it's just I'm, I, I'm just over Randy Orton. Maybe that that's what it is. But oh man, I don't want to see this feud again. That's why I hope one Jinder goes to Raw. The Rusev uh, uh, on the commentator's desk spot was the autumn backdrop. You know, when he just sort of chucks them on that. And I I thought Sunil must be so happy that isn't him right now. But then when Randy Orton came out later, Rusev got him up from out of nowhere and dropped Randy on the announcer's desk. I was like, yes! And then Rusev had this really fiery comeback bit against uh, Bobby Roode, couple of match of kicks, and then he locks in the accolade, and I was like, oh my god, they're going to go with it. But then Randy Orton throws him out, RKO to, to on Roode. To thunderous booze. Yeah. To thunderous booze, but you got to remember, this is a wacky crowd. Mm. It's not the usual crowd that we get here at WWE shows, so they might boo people, they usually cheer. So that will be Jinder and Randy at Backlash. It's just, like, as much as we love Rusev and how over he is right now, Bobby Roode... Oh man, well, Bob, what a star that has fallen! Like you talk about, you know, Shinsuke turning heel and how that should reinvigorate and kind of save SmackDown. Bobby needs one to save his like yeah. fledgling his, his fledgling career at the moment. Like it's it's only just beginning, but it feels like it's coming to a drastic end at the moment because even at WrestleMania, in front of the most hardcore of hardcore crowds, glorious didn't seem over as it was this time last year, and that's a absolute crying shame. Because it's a great entrance theme, and it's a great entrance, and it's a great character, if it's a heel. As a babyface, it's just, it's it's not getting over at all. Awkward smiling like Yo, Finn Yeah, it's, it's just bad, man. And the dynamics work as well. Jinder's always a heel now. Like, he, and yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's a great heel. Um, And make Bobby a heel as well. Keep Orton as a tweener. Rusev as a face. Works for that, everyone. That's a, that's a nice little four-way feature. Also, I love... Um, I, I just love Aiden English's new look. I think he looks yes. so cool with the shaved head. Like, if I could grow a full beard, it might even tempt me to do it. Although my friend... My, I, the main reason I love it is my friend has the exact same look. He's got a great big bushy beard, and he's got the shaved head, and he just looks like a badass. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't grow proper facial hair, so I can't do that. Uh, then we had Carmella continuing those celebrations. They really did put it over. And 287 days, she said she had that money in the bank briefcase. A lot of days. Lot of and days. she she sort of like mocks Charlotte's style of promo. I just want to just want to say thank you to myself. I I, I thought that she was going to bring out Big Cass. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I don't know where that came from. I'm good at predicting things that don't happen. Yeah. But not good at seeing things that quite obviously were. But wanna... it was a nice theme to the promo in that the queen has been usurped by the princess. She's the princess of Staten Island. I never really made that, that connection, but yeah. that's a nice uh, bit that goes that through That is really there. cool, yeah. Do you want to hear one of my predictions for SmackDown next week? I think Big Cass is going to debut on SmackDown. Ooh. And that'll be like one of the surprise draft, well, surprise superstar shakeups. He's been drafted from Raw to SmackDown. And that'll be like his in ring return. Because there are also rumours that he's getting a name change. I don't know if he's cleared. I think he is cleared. Well, he is was he cleared? been backstage at Raw, and the rumour, the, the word is, he's been telling people okay. that he has been oh, cleared. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you think he's going to get a name change? Well, that's also one of the other rumours. It's because they want to try and separate him away from the Enzo and Cass connection so he's going to debut as colin cassidy under his real name but still call him big oh, okay okay whatever but also big with... cass is a good name they don't come up with many good names anymore the problem is he keeps standing there with his arm up and covering up the sea and then it just looks like big ass mm. but that's part that's funny if he's a heel uh okay then we had the main events beforehand aj styles is walking along when a young got to do some more bad scripted stuff, oh, unfortunately, Renee. for her. Poor Renee. And asks about Nakamura, and AJ's like, nope, I'm going to beat Brian as well. Yeah, as and good as Brian is, he's not phenomenal. But then the, the actual match, because we talked about the Nakamura running, let's just go through the, the main oh, event here. Oh, man, I loved this. Yeah, it was so... Just, it's so nice to see Brian wrestle. It, re- it, it genuinely really is. And what I love about this, and this is all on my own... Of, of you know, it's my own fault, I suppose. When they said that Brian's cleared to wrestle, instantly my head went, "He's going to be a part timer. Like he'll just yeah. do, he'll just do the big four, and and that's all we'll see of him." And I'd kind of just like like relegated myself into that thought process. But then when Shane said he's an active wrestler and he's going to have his first match on SmackDown's night, all of a sudden I had this another wave of emotion. Was like, "Am I going to get to see Brian wrestle almost every week? This is this is amazing. I'm." I want to watch SmackDown every week now, aside from the fact that I have to do it for my job. But I'm just, I'm excited to see it again now because I love Daniel Bryan so much. Because it's not just that he is a fantastic in-ring wrestler. Like, his style, it's, I just forgot how much I love it. Love it. it. And it's it's also all that, all the context of his journey and how we were all behind him. And then he had the three years out. We've been deprived of it for so long. So it is so overwhelmingly rewarding to see him back in the ring. Very, very happy. Yeah, there's some really uh, great spots in this match. Do, as do you well. think he's changed his style? Because there were a lot of reports for for ages, all, all the way through last year, that he was going to adapt more to a submission ground based style to limit the amount of bumps he has, just to just as a bit of insurance for himself, more like the Zack Saber Junior mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, I don't know if I've forgotten what Brian's wrestle style is like. But I, I do felt like he, he did a lot more submission-based, ground-based stuff here. going to say very much so. In fact, one of my favourite spots of this match, because it just sort of came out of nowhere, is Brian hits a double underhook suplex and transitioned it straight into an armbar. Like, it was like yeah. like that. And I was like, that's a well, that's a wicked spot. That's a really clever thing. And he was always going for the armbar. And they had this really cool submission exchange of going, like, for the, the calf crusher. And that got into an armbar into the yes lock and into a pinfall some just really 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 great stuff here i i loved everything in this match and i'm oh man i'm salivating at the idea of a pay-per-view match for the wwe championship yeah. where you can get like 20 25 minutes that'd be absolutely phenomenal yeah and uh there was that running knee counted into the styles oh, clash yeah. as well into the yes lock but then aj got his foot on the rope it was it was a great 10 minute match yep. and like you said it was the, it's a very tricky balance to strike which is like a really really good 
uh, dramatically exciting 10-minute match that you, that is nowhere near the level of a pay-per-view match. Yeah. It's like you've got that TV match down perfect, but when you bring out the pay-per-view match, it's even better. Uh, so, I I mean, so you... I don't know what you gave SmackDown. I gave it a very, very high Smacktastic. I don't want to give it a full SmackDown because I'm so down on Jinder and Randy, but a, a high Smacktastic, certainly for me. You can give it a SmackDown. SmackDown. Hot damn, man! Five out of five. I A lot of people... I've seen uh, say, you know, it's, it was really good, not as good as Raw the previous night. For me, all the things that happened here, so I'm thinking Paige, Paige is being announced as the general manager, uh, the iconic duo, um, the Iconics, Cool Up, and the Carmella Cashin, the Nakamura heel turn, uh, in and then the main event segment of that three-way mm-hmm. feud for the title. That is... that. That has all the really good thrills and surprises and memorable moments that Raw had, but it links it into story and feud. And that's what I was talking about yesterday with mm-hmm. the Raw review. I felt like, you know, Bobby Lashley debuted, or returned rather, by squashing Elias. That if That's not really a program. No. Authors of Pain squashed Heath Sater and Rhino. Uh, Ember Moon in just a sort of throwaway tag match. The, the Page retirement, you know, was, was good. Not good that it happened, but you know, a well done segment. Uh, what else happened? Um, the, yeah. Ke- the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing, house show main event, house show main event. See, it was all like it was thrilling, but I felt like there was nothing actually underlying. It was just it was all stuff, yeah, and good no stuff. substance. All good stuff, but just stuff. Whereas yeah. here, like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay debuting straight into the mix with Charlotte, and that's where you kind of debut people is you make them. And I did see a, I was really surprised actually when I, I finish the show i go and check my twitter mentions and see what other people have you know they send me what they think of the show it was all negative really it was all negative but it's because people i think what i got from people everyone was expecting almas to debut everyone was expecting more nxt call-ups everyone was expecting like other things and the more you sort of read these things you're like well actually i'm glad it was just the one nxt call-up that was a common complaint was like we only got one nxt call-up so it was a really rubbish show and I'm like, but that they're instantly into a championship match, and that's all you need. Like, it's if you're going to debut, you can't debut loads of people all the time because I just people get lost in the shuffle. Like, if you'd have debuted, um, I don't know who's another woman, uh, woman on the NXT roster. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Bianca Belair. If like if Bianca Belair had debuted and just um, pinned Ruby Riot in a match or Sarah Logan or something, like cool. But what does that do? Like Bianca Belair's on the on the main roster. A great, I like her, but what's she doing next? Here, Iconics debut, we know where they're going. And you've got Carmella's got the belt now, so now you've actually got like a four-way feud there, and two of them are a tag team. That's a really interesting dynamic. And just just from, like, you know, Paige as the general manager, Iconic duo call-up, a Money in the Bank cash-in. A really, really good Money in the Bank cash-in as well. And a Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles main event. And how is that that not an incredible show? As I said, like... Like, uh, just those four bits If we were on the douchebag rating scale... It would be a 4.75 for me, a, th- a four and three quarter stars. And I'm only knocking that quarter... For the main event? No, no, I mean for the whole show. Oh, right, okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, no, 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 no. The whole show is like a 4.75 for me, and I'm only knocking that quarter star off because anyone but Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. And that, but that's my own prejudice against, you know, uh, against those two working together again. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with my five out I, of five. And I, you are right on and that. And I give out very, very few of those. You certainly I do. Don't, I think I've, I've not given a handful. Mm-hmm. Probably only done three or four uh, top, top rated things. So 
what what a five days for wrestling certainly was and very varied and fascinating and interesting ebbs and flows more ups and downs than Simon Miller on a trampoline. It's, it's been all over the show, but it's been very enjoyable. And I am hugely optimistic and excited to see what happens next week. Oh, got the Superstar Shake-Up next yeah. week, my friend. Well, maybe friend. that's what we can do for our Saturday Wrestle Ramble. A couple of Superstar Shake-Up picks. Mm. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. so tune in for that. A little peek behind the curtain here, uh, viewers. I did try and uh, load up. Um, your iTunes so I could get you some Wrestle Ramble reviews, but I think I did it wrong. Um, so uh, it's okay. We can leave those today. We've given enough. We've given enough. We need to. We need to save some stuff. Uh, I am tra- here. It is here. It is. I've just got it. You love it when I Google stuff. Google stuff live on so, air. So speaking of uh, movies that WrestleMania 34 is like, um, F- Fast Fast and Furious Six was my suggestion, mm-hmm. but of course at the moment there is a feud. A real la- well, I think it's kayfabe. You think it's a work? Rock for Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. Now, Rock has uh, spoken to Rolling Stone. I've got it up here about his new movie Rampage, and based off the popular video game. And Johnson has has sort of spoken about the filming of the last Fast and Furious movie and the next upcoming one. This is the quote from Johnson. We were not in any scenes together. Vincent, Vin, Vince, Vin and I had a few discussions, including an important face-to-face in my trailer. And what I came to realise is that we have a fundamental difference in philosophies on how we approach movie-making and collaborating. It took me some time, but I'm grateful for that clarity, whether we work together again or not. Right now, I'm concentrating on myself making the Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw spin-off as good as it can be. I wish Diesel all the best, and I harbour no ill will there, just because of the clarity we have. Actually, you can erase that last part about no ill will. We'll just keep it with the clarity. Oh! Wait, and we all know what Vin Diesel's way of making films is. I have to look really cool. No one else is allowed to. That's, uh, I mean, that's essentially what Steve Austin did in the Attitude Era. Pretty much. over. They've got the same head. (laughs) And I wonder if The Rock feels the same ill will to Steve Austin. Was like, oh, do you keep having to go over Steve? Do you? Nah, man, I think it's a work. It's totally a work. Yeah. Rock's like, uh, uh, this is what's great about The Rock. He's taking everything that he learned in wrestling Mm. and is now putting into movies. And movie websites don't know. Yeah. They don't know how the, the wrestling industry works. So they're all like, well, this is genuine. This is obviously real. And and he can go on like a, a Jimmy Fallon or another guy called Jimmy that has a late night talk show. There, yep. there's loads of them. They all look the same. And he can he can like sort of riff off this, and and it looks controversial, and that's the sort of thing that goes quote viral. Exactly. And, and then and he can yeah, I mean, look, genius. And look at all the people that he's starring alongside teaching them all of these things teaching them how the wrestling kayfabe world works and how you work an audience how you work a crowd they can then spread this message mm. spread this message of working an audience so because uh tyrese the, is it tyrese yeah. gibson did tyrese he, gibson. he did the same thing he, well, he, he was went again he went off on the rock because right. he, he, he was on team vin whoa so again it's, it's all these things like tyrese essentially did his version of a shoot interview where like the guy you know off camera has gone like oh if you want to just quickly talk about uh, the, the feud between Vin and the Rock it's like oh Vin and the Rock I've got plenty I can say about that and then went off on it and that that's how, and then that becomes a new story uh, do you think this is building to Fast and Furious 
34 where it's 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 like a survivor series of uh franchise players yeah it's but you become team rockin versus oh. team vin for fast and furious 10 i mean if they if they were to do that that really should have been the year where everyone faced each other batman versus superman <laughs> civil war yep all, all of them absolutely they should have done it'll be the one film of the year when stars of both Team Rock and Team Vin go head-to-head in direct film competition. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this WrestleMania week. I've had a, I've had a blast. I bloody loved it, mate. Yeah. Although I did get a message from someone on the Twitter machine, or not on Twitter, on the Patreon machine the other day when I was talking about, hey, it's a Ramble Club's coming up next week. You know, we're going to be doing that then. And he, and he left a message going like, guys, take your time. I've got like four episodes of yours yes. that I need to get yeah, through. Yeah. Not include, like, not to mention the, the four-hour WrestleMania WrestleMania 25 patron exclusive podcast that we posted last week. We are, we have accidentally started making <laughs> an, an ungodly amount of Patreon. We have become everything we hate about WWE. We yeah. keep saying like there's too much original content they put out on a weekly basis and yet here we are we've put out like even like in the last couple of days we've put out four hours worth of uh, new content. So there was the hour 40 minute long um, well, which was actually a two hour long podcast mm. hour and a half podcast yesterday this will probably be about an hour and a half so that's three that's five hours right there that's in the three Swaff days Nation. that's the sweet and the then, Swaff Nation wanted and we didn't even include the Wrestlemania uh, the, the NXT TakeOver uh, review oh man all this content but we, we, we spin it so like if you want the short things hey you got the news apps yeah. if you want the long things here's the Wrestle Ramble yeah as Riley Reid might yeah. say oh jeez <laughs> okay so that's all we've got time for We'll see you on Saturday for for some long overdue crap gimmicks. And news. Love you, bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.